Welcome once again to Aesthetic Utopia. Aesthetic Utopia is a concept that I thought about because aesthetics is very difficult to achieve. To get that perfect face, to get that perfect look, I don't think it's going to happen. You're going to look good, you're going to improve from what you were before, but it's almost impossible. So it's like Atlanta. So welcome to this journey on Aesthetic Utopia, this journey to Atlantis. We're never going to reach it, but let's talk about it. I'm going to talk about complicated aesthetics, the aerodynamics of aesthetics, so to speak. It's very complicated, and I'd like to invite you all to listen in to this think tank where we talk about augmented imagination, not artificial intelligence, but augmented imagination in aesthetics, and a coined phrase, the visual inference quotient that I thought of over my years as a doctor. Now, if you look at yourself in the mirror, just imagine there's a straight line in front of you. Now, if you rotate that straight line on its vertical axis, keep it vertical, you rotate it on its axis, either clockwise or counterclockwise, that's what we call the yaw of the face using aerodynamic principles. Now, take the same vertical line, the stick, and put it across horizontally. Now rotate that clockwise and anti-clockwise, forward or backward. You are along the transverse axis of your face. Now if you put it forwards or backwards, the axis is going to change. This is known as the pitch of your face in aesthetics. Now imagine you put this horizontally in line with your incisors, straight forward, like a stick in front of you. Now rotate this clockwise or anticlockwise. You're putting this in the anteroposterior axis. So if you moved it to the right, your left teeth would be at a higher level. Similarly, the left at a higher level if you moved it the other way around. So this is known as the AP axis or roll of the face or what we call um, cant. The dentists call it cant. We call it roll. It's the same thing. So this is the three-dimensional movement in aesthetics of the face. We use this commonly in craniofacial procedures and in aesthetics it helps you to see whether your face is symmetrical or not or if you've got problems with your jaws. So welcome to this world of complicated aesthetics. Now if you look at the treatment of the face, true aesthetics 
actually touches the skeleton of your face as well and that's so complicated a lot of people just stay on the surface and so aesthetics that you see in our day-to-day outpatients and the spas and beauty salons is what you call superficial aesthetics aesthetics of the skin or the soft tissue but in understanding <coughs> the complicated skeletal aesthetics we need cephalometry an x-ray of the skeletal system three-dimensional simulation which we use in virtual surgical planning and I, to this I would add the VIQ visual inference quotient this is for very experienced aestheticians and creative facial people who can look at your face look at the alignment of your teeth and jaws and say well you know you've got a few millimeters off the mark your teeth are not set in the center now if you look at your teeth for instance the incisors they're supposed to be in the middle in line with the vertical axis that passes through the center of your chin and between your eyes and the tip of your nose <clears throat> now it doesn't always happen but it doesn't mean that you look bad because your incisors what we call the center point between the two incisors is on or at zero level if you look at Tom Cruise you see that his incisors are way off a few millimeters but he still looks great and he is a superhero right a mega star so coming back to this transverse axis of your face rotated front and back it's called the pitch the vertical axis the yaw the anteroposterior axis is the roll so that's enough to give you insomnia so let's look at what we do when the face is not in line there's a procedure it's complicated but i'm just going to explain to you in layman's terms say that your jaw is just too big it's jutting forwards what we call a class 3 malocclusion prognathism and your mid face your maxilla is retruded it's gone inside and it's also crooked your incisors are crooked they off by a few millimeters to one side and the center of your chin which we in layman's terms let's just call it the center to make it simple it's a pogonian it's off so the center of your face the vertical axis shows very clearly that your aesthetics is off the mark you're not on that straight line zero point so in order to correct these what we do is move the lower jaw and the upper jaw in a sequence along with the orthodontists and experts in the craniofacial field and we make sure that the teeth are aligned in the center and after completion of all the bone adjustments which we call the osteotomies the teeth the upper and lower jaw are fixed in position 
with temporary wires, dental wires. Plates and screws are put on the bones which have been cut and adjusted. And we evaluate the patient in the sagittal transverse and vertical dimensions. We look at the facial midline that I explained to you, whether the teeth are on. We look to see whether the face has become symmetrical. We look at the dental display and the profile is also evaluated and adjustments are made accordingly. So these steps in a nutshell are the essence of complicated aerodynamic based surgery for the aesthetic face. It's um, easier said than done. I've gone through a lot of training procedures over the years. The surgery takes almost six to seven hours and then if you haven't got it in line, you say, oh God, got to put it back. What's the time? Oh, it's 11 p.m. Okay, another two hours. Drink your coffee, go back into the OR and do it. So, encephalometric analysis and soft tissue analysis, your dear orthodontists, the craniofacial orthodontists, the aesthetic orthodontists, plays a huge role because they tell you that the face is not aligned properly and the patient person all um, obviously has the teeth which are off the mark, the, the upper and lower jaw are not aligned, they are symmetrical, one side of the face looks bigger than the other. And so the procedures that are required are pretty complicated. Imagine the facial midline connecting the center of your cupid's bow, that's your upper lip is known as, the center is known as the center of the cupid's bow. The midpoint of your sniffle ridge or philtrum, if you draw that straight line way down, it goes through the center of the chin and in between your eyes in the center. So that's what we call the facial midline. And that has to be aligned accurately after the complicated aesthetics. And then you also have to look at the teeth and see if the teeth are aligned <coughs> horizontally and there is no roll. So there is no canting, there's no crooked uh, shift. So this is um, a team effort in aesthetics, it's not the surgeon alone. So along the transverse axis, if there's canting, then you have to set it straight. Now I talked about a big jaw, the mandible, the jawbone is excessively protruding. So this is going to be difficult because you have to do something called the bilateral sagittal split osteotomy means you have to split the bone using special instruments.
push it back, remove the excess bone and set it back so that it falls in place and the face is symmetrical and in perfect harmony. Now if you look at the face, the vertical facial proportions, the face is measured from a point on the forehead known as the labella right up to the sub-nasale just below the nares, the midpoint. You draw horizontal lines across and to the soft tissue menton or chin. So they are divided this way and the ratio of aesthetic balance is one is to one normally. And for facial symmetry, you keep that vertical line right at the tip of your nose in between your lips, right in the middle. And the division of the face by a symmetry line passing through these um, three points, the glabella, the nasal tip, the midpoint of the upper lip, and the midpoint of the chin will show you very clearly, even as a layperson, that this is uh, the facial symmetry that you should get after an aesthetic procedure. You're not going to get it through soft tissue um, surgeries alone. It has to be a combination of soft and hard tissue. So even your smile is important here. Your maxillary bone incisors to the lip relationship upon smiling is really important because sometimes if it's too much of a gum show, you have what we call a gummy smile. The ideal exposure of the smile is about three quarters of the crown height and two millimeters of the gingiva or the gum. So that's what you call an aesthetic smile. Some people have too much of the gum show. Some people have droopy lips, which are just the reverse and they're both equally complicated and bad. So in cephalometrics, the orthodontist is able to tell you that these are the points in your face which are sort of off the mark and they draw the angles, they draw the dimensions of the face using 3D planning, <clears throat> 3D software like ProPlan, Materialize, Simplan. These are very, very expensive uh, software using a cone beam CT. They take the images and they measure each structure on the skeleton of your face, the angles, the planes, and they say that, well, there's a shift of the upper bone to the right or to the left, and that has to be brought back to the midline in simplistic terms. Or the jaw is protruding too far ahead and you have to push it back. Well, some people have the reverse. The maxillary bone, the upper bone, is just protruding with buck teeth, what you call a class two malocclusion, 
and the jawbone of the mandible is pushed backwards, it's just the reverse. So in this case, in simplistic terms, they would have to push back the upper bone, the maxilla, and pull forwards the lower jaw. And it's uh, more complicated than you can ever imagine. Imagine using aerodynamics and aesthetic uh, planning and execution. It's extremely, extremely complicated. But at the end of the day, when you get your angles right, through a process known as VSP, Virtual Surgical Planning, by the way, Virtual Surgical Planning, is not learned through observation, not learned through videos or textbooks or papers. Um, I notice that a lot of uh, surgeons sometimes, especially in developing countries, they read textbooks, they read papers, watch videos and go ahead and say, well, I'm going to fix this guy's jaw. I read it. I've seen the video. Hey, man, it's more difficult than what you're saying. There's this guy flying into Dubai, plastic surgery clinics from Mumbai and man, he was a plastic surgeon, he didn't have any background. And the consultant plastic surgeon, another friend from our college in India told me, man, that guy's flying in, he doesn't have the background in orthodontic surgery. You know, craniofacial is so complicated, but this guy's just going and cutting, he's pushing the jaw in, pushing it out. It's not that simple. He's messed up a lot of cases here in Dubai and people are really angry. So, remember that even for those of us who have gone through hundreds and hundreds of surgical trainings, procedures, we are just so scared because there is a golden rule. If you don't know it, don't do it. Learn how to do it, comma, not. That's what the German father of this brand of aesthetics says learn how to do it not ya first of all the reason why this guy was messing up the cases with his plastic surgical background going into Dubai going to the clinics doing it he felt he had it at his fingertips he's never assisted the cases never really known the principles of aerodynamic surgery no diagnosis. Go, cut, come out. Anyway, you're flying out. You know, they can't catch you. But mind you, if they catch you, you're in big trouble. So you got to know your diagnosis. Make sure your doctor knows your diagnosis. Facial asymmetry is absolutely critical in, in terms of diagnosis. If you do not know where the millimeter movements are, remember that the difference between beauty and the beast in craniofacial aesthetics is in millimeters. Your teeth just have to shift by 1.5 millimeters, what, two millimeters. The canting of your lip just has to move by four, five millimeters and everyone can say, oh man, you look weird. 
So the doctors got to know the anatomy. They've got to go through this entire process of retraining. Most plastic surgeons are not trained in this. You have to go to your fellowship programs in craniofacial and that too in craniofacial, two-jaw, aesthetic surgery. <clears throat> it's so complicated that most plastic surgeons say, oh man, that's not for me. It's too difficult. So the golden rule is learn how to do it, not, like the Germans say. You either know it and you do it or don't do it. And for the sake of the patients, I would say, be sure that the surgeon who's going to do this for you actually knows the planning sequence. Is he going to give you a symmetrical alignment of your face? Can he normalize your transverse pitch? Can he normalize the anteroposterior roll? Can he normalize the vertical axis yaw? If he's not familiar with this and there's no team involved, my suggestion is just keep on trying, find a good place. It's extremely complicated. So, craniofacial aesthetics is very, very complicated because the goals of treatment are completely different. It has to do with dentistry, orthodontics, plastic surgery, craniofacial. You've got to make sure that all the paths which have gone wrong are corrected the teeth are in proper alignment. The lip, tooth to lip at rest and smile is significantly improved. There is no asymmetry. The height of the face looks good. And the orthodontic measurements post-operatively look very good. So this is what uh, we aim to achieve in complicated aesthetics. There are many fine procedures that uh, one has to go through, but for the benefit of um, beginners, I would say that go through the measurements, the points of the face, the aesthetic points, and you won't regret it. Even in the best of hands, craniofacial aesthetics can be very complicated. Well, it's not a simple thing to go and split the bone of the jaw, the maxilla, to align them, to move the teeth around the face, and to get all three axes correct. In the profile view, once you go through this very complicated aesthetics, they normally look at something called the aesthetic line and the Ricketts E line. That's a line drawn from the tip of the nose that touches the chin at an angle, if you look at it from the lateral corner. And looking at this line, you know 
whether the lip are in the right place, whether there's too much projection or it looks good. And that's where the visual inference quotient comes in. Um, at the end of all the uh, measurements, your eyes tell you, well, it actually looks good. You almost become like a lay person who's looking at your work and saying, oh wow, the teeth, which were two millimeters to the right, are now in the center. We've been able to shift the bone of the face. The chin, which was deviated to the right side, well, it's come back in line with the teeth and the center of the lip. So uh, this is just explaining it in a very simplistic manner. Uh, our professor in Taipei, the famous professor Yu Rui Chen, would always tell us, train your eyes to make the aesthetic judgment. Every millimeter is important in aesthetic uh, OGS or jaw surgery. If you're not satisfied, do it again. You're not going to lose anything. Go back, refresh yourself, and get it right. Get it down to that zero millimeter difference. The difference between beauty and the beast is in millimeters. Is in millimeters. And discrepancies can cause so many problems. So I hope you find this talk useful. Imagine using aerodynamics. Your face is like an aeroplane that's flying. Man, are you flying sideways? Can you imagine if the plane was tilting and it's like the plane tilting, your face is going to one side, it's pitched forwards, it's going rotated and your teeth are all out of you know sync. Uh, that's what uh, aesthetic utopia of aesthetic plastic surgery really is. And this is something which um, we are still trying to figure out. There's no ready-made um, formula and we're not always happy with the results. But hey, this is a great advance in the world of aesthetics that you can actually get somewhere near that aesthetic um, you know, utopia. You can get your teeth in perfect alignment in one vertical line, the center. You can see that your nerves have not been injured in the process. The bone, the jawbone, which is protruding out one, two millimeters is set back by one, two millimeters. It's rotated properly. And man, you look so good. And the chin, which is either too small or too big, has been trimmed and is adjusted. The nerve in the chin area hasn't been destroyed. The nose has been set back in place. And there are a lot of people who are so happy because they went through this process of complicated aesthetics. And in very good hands, I can tell you that it's a miraculous surgery. I I'm so thankful at this point in time. I'd like to say thank you to all my friends in Taipei, the craniofacial centers in Singapore and Taipei who showed me 
how important the three axes that we talked about are in aesthetics. So we use that in our day-to-day you know, aesthetics. It really helps a lot of people. When a cleft child comes to me, when an aesthetic patient comes to me, I look at these three lines, uh, the vertical axis, the transverse axis, the anteroposterior axis. And in my mind, I imagine, well, what's going to happen if I inject the Botox, the filler, the fat, if I do the facelift, if I remove a little bit of the bone and I sort of contour the bone, you can get there. It, it takes time but it's a beautiful journey in aesthetics. Welcome once again to Aesthetic Utopia. I hope you guys find this talk interesting. Um, A lot of the terminologies which I've avoided have been done purposely because I'd rather speak in Greek in that sense, you know. Um, So, but to think about the tree lines and look at yourself in the mirror. Imagine a straight line in the middle of your nose. Take a ruler and see, hey, it's my left side bigger than my right? Is my chin protruding too much? Let me have the uh, lateral look. Show yourself your teeth. Ah, okay, then line. Take a ruler, bite it. It's not crooked, so you know, okay, you're good. So that's uh, my little what talk on Aesthetic Utopia. I hope you enjoy it. Good luck guys and look forward to sharing again.